Welcome everyone to another edition of Talking with Friends. I am Sports Animation Director Levi Converse. And I'm Assistant SID Morgan Raspberry. All right, we are with you again. A little bit different uh, environment, but we're excited to be here. And uh, we're going to be joined shortly by Joy McWilliams of MidwestSports.net. He does a lot of great regional coverage uh, for a lot of schools in our area. He's going to share his insights on what he does and the type of coverage he brings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Morgan, we always talk about the weather, it seems like, as we start out with. Um, today, there really is something to talk about here. I know you're in Texas, so it's a little bit different. Here, we had about, oh, let's see, probably a 50-degree drop from yesterday. It was, I think, at the high end, it got to be 85. And right now, it is 37. So, and it was a little cooler than that even earlier this morning. So, 37 degrees. We were actually under a freeze warning until 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. So, it is really, really cold here in Wichita. Really, really cold. And these are the types of days that um, I'm very much grateful to be in Texas right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy it while you can. I know yeah, next I, week we're going to have to do our yeah. normal stick next, next week. But right now, you're... You're still in Texas, so that's where we're at. Really cold. We're going to get snow next week, Monday and Tuesday. They're calling for possibly three inches of snow. We all get snow. We get like 85-degree weather here right now. That's our yeah. high today. Well, we was yesterday. We was 85 yesterday. <laughs> but uh, We're supposed to have a cool front coming though tomorrow, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, but cold front is going to be what for you, like 60? 70, something like that? Probably. I think it's going to be maybe high 60s, I think. Yeah. I could be so totes my goats wrong, but I'm pretty positive that that's what it is. I have not looked at the Weather Channel in a while, so I don't really know. But um, I am kind of excited about that because now I'm getting like that the fall breeze that I was getting in Kansas without the freeze um so yeah it's gonna be pretty nice here tomorrow i'm hoping at least it's supposed to be sunny and everything so yeah well sun is not out here at all it's cloudy oh, it's windy it's uh, it's rainy rain last night it's uh, it's pretty dreary today it's it's a winter day for sure and next week it's gonna be even more winter because we're gonna get some snow no one knows how so much how it, is it that we skipped straight from summer, barely into fall, now straight to winter. Mm -hmm. This is insane. We don't really ever have four seasons here. We we have it always skips. Like a lot of times, you'll skip spring too. Like you won't get a spring; it'll go straight from winter to summer, where it's really cold and really hot. Mm -hmm. And then, oftentimes, you don't get a fall. You'll go really, really hot, and then really, really cold. That's kind of what's happening right now. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's winter. We're in winter right now. Maybe we get a fall later. We're still in October. Maybe it comes later. But right now, we've gone from yesterday. It was summer. It was really warm. I had the air conditioner on in my car. And now it is uh, really, really cold. And we're gonna have, I'm going to have the heater on here to get uh, today. So uh, I don't blame you. As soon as I got that text message that it was supposed to snow on Monday and Tuesday, I'm like, yep, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to be in Texas. I'm good. <laughs> well, if you're coming home Wednesday, Wednesday is going to be high at 52. It's going to warm up a little bit on Wednesday. I, I will take that. 
over 26. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, 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 and three inches of snow possibly on Tuesday, so. <laughs> I did not sign up for winter. I signed up for fall. What the yeah. heck? Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we, we definitely, we get all the weather patterns here. All right, Joy McWilliams is on with us. MidwestSports.net. Joey, good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you today? Can you oh, hear it, me? It's cold here. I can hear you. It's cold here. That's what we're talking about, Joey. Well, that, and that was, that was my thing. I, the, the background, you want to talk about cold here. The front that you guys got is just now to where I am in mm -hmm. southern Oklahoma, and it brought with it a ton of rain. So I don't know if you can hear the seeming monsoon going on around me right now <laughs> i think so yeah it's we got some rain last night too it went from 85 degrees to about it was about a 50 degree drop right now it's 37 right now it was a little bit cooler this morning and and we're gonna get snow next week here too okay my wife is already envious okay yeah. that's uh, that's something she wants we don't get it down here as much so uh save a little bit for us all right all right, well, we'll do our best. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best. But if we're getting snow in October already for Halloween, I can only imagine what, winter, what true winter is going to be like. <laughs> should, should be a lot of fun. We'll have to, we'll have to plan a visit. We, we, I think my kids would love to play in snow. We don't get enough of that where we are. Uh, I'm in Durant, Oklahoma today. Yeah. And, of course, again, the rain is coming down. I watched the forecast just a moment ago. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So, it, I, I, again, I'm hoping you can hear me. Yeah, I, I can hear you. You have to plan a visit down here. We might next time you're down, we might go live in our campus, and we might just play a little snow, plan the snow too. We'll just do both. I'm, I am all about that. I am yeah. all about that. And the kids are coming, and the wife is coming. So yeah, right. definitely. Your kids can play with my kids. They're always up for a good snowball fight. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Well, Joy McWilliams is with us from MidwestSports.net. Joy, our listeners, that's not familiar with you. I think a lot of them are um, because you do so much. Um, coverage and so much promotions of our not just our school but schools in our area schools in our conference and region but for those that's not familiar what's tell us a little bit about what you do and and what the origins of your work and how it's evolved since the beginning wow um do we have an extra hour is that okay i'd sure. love to get to share you know and and, and i know that uh, that i can talk about and, and actually share my faith you know in in, in visiting with you all because i yep. know that's a big part of what friends university does and, and it's one of the reasons that I really appreciate getting to you know spend time work with you all promote what you do because it's um, it's definitely a good thing Levi you and I have known each other for a number of years now before your time uh, in Wichita because I know I had a chance to to get to meet you at first when you were at Mid-America Christian yep. in the Oklahoma City area that's where but, we kind of got covered where we first met that's where you first started your thing yeah that's exactly right it, it originally started with OklahomaSports.net and it, it was uh just one of those things that was a, it was a blog. It was something I was doing when I was, went back to school. Uh, yes, I went back to school. I was the old, I think I was the oldest person in my sports media class at Oklahoma State University. I have a degree from Southeastern in Durant, but I, I also went back and, and decided, you know what, I've been doing this journalism and broadcasting stuff for a while. I think I should probably get some more training at it. And so I did, and uh, just was doing this as a, a form of expanding my writing opportunities because you got a chance to write and and I didn't realize I I enjoy journalism as much as I as I do and so it, it was a blog at first and then it kind of turned into a business got opened up some doors for me got to meet a lot of folks like you and, and SIDs throughout the state and some of them I had known before with my work at Southeastern I had been broadcasting Southeastern football and basketball baseball and softball for about 
nine or 10 years, starting back in the, uh, right around 2000, 2001. Got to know a lot of folks that way. Got to know even more then as we started the, the website and then it just kind of branched out. I, I work with the Great American Conference pretty closely, Division II Conference in Oklahoma and Arkansas. And with OklahomaSports.net, there were a number of folks that had said, hey, listen, we like what you're doing because it's basically a small college coverage, Division II, NAIA. You know, I know I, I like to cover Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, but everybody covers Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you get that up there where you are. I mean, everybody can cover Kansas, Kansas State. Lots of folks, I'm sure, cover Wichita State where you are. Yeah. But not everyone was covering the Division II and, and small college. And it, and it actually even I'll, – I'll add this one. I'm really glad that we got the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, and that's just it's, – it's nice to have a professional team in the state in which you live. Well, I never had that before growing up in Oklahoma. Right. However, when that happened, the coverage of small college in the state got even less because people had to cover the – you know, the, the, our main uh, media outlets were covering the Thunder, and that's fine. They needed to do that. I want them to do that. But it opened the door then for me to get to cover the small colleges a little bit more and the folks in Arkansas said, hey, we like this. Uh, could you do something in Arkansas? And I thought, okay, yeah, that, that'll be neat. And uh, it branched out to Arkansas, and then it went to Kansas and Missouri next, and it's just kind of expanded to cover the entire Midwest with Nebraska and Iowa and even Illinois as well, mainly focusing, though, on Division Two, Division Three, NAIA. Uh, you know, my, my love for OSU, now that I'm an alum, uh, hasn't gone away. I was brought up as a Sooner fan as well. That hasn't gone away. I like the Division One schools, but I really enjoy getting to go places like Wichita and getting to to go on the campus. The Friends campus is fantastic. I, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I've had a chance to come up and, and broadcast from there two or three times now, Levi, I think. I think we've done at least I know we've done at least two. I think we've done at least three broadcasts from there. And I always stop by, you know, if, if it's a KCAC thing, I'm going to stop by and say hi to you and to Dr. Rob and, and folks too. So anyway, it's, it's been a blast. But that is the focus is, is to really reach out and, and to give the, the small colleges the coverage that I believe they deserve. That's good stuff, Joy. And, and yeah, you've actually been here three times um, since I've been here because you've done two of our media days. Um, That's right. KC Media, you've done two of those. And then you come down here actually for our home football game last year and did your game day live um, right at our stadium. And you had me and Rob both on there with, with That's you. That's right. So, yeah, you've been here three times and we appreciate it. And that really piggyback kind of carries over to my next question, which is really good. Um, just from your from a personal standpoint, and, you know, you're free to share your faith because we do that all the time here too. I think that's big in what we all do. Uh, but what, what do you think is your main motivation personally in starting the coverage that you do? Wow. You know, honestly, it, I, I would say, first off, it does go back to what I said earlier, because I, I enjoy the small colleges, and I think it was just kind of a niche that, that came up. Uh, I had been in what people would call full-time ministry pretty much since I graduated from Southeastern in Durant in 1993, got married a little bit later on that year, and uh, started a family pretty soon. I have five kids, four wonderful daughters, an absolutely incredible son, and I'm very thankful for all of them. Um, but the, the door just kind of opened. And it was one of those things that, that and, and, and please, let me, let me clarify that. I think that we're all in full-time ministry all the time. And, and we should be. I think that there doesn't need to be a discrepancy between, well, somebody does this and somebody does that. We all have our gifts and talents that we use. I was employed by a church. And I'll say it like that. 
from, you know, about 1993 till sometime around 2014 in different capacities as a senior pastor and also as a youth pastor for a number of years and then working in the media department at a, at a very, very large church, which gave me an opportunity to grow there. But in 2014, when the door opened and it looked like I needed to step out from being employed by a church, which was new to me. I mean, this is something I'd done all my adult life and really get to focus on sports pretty much full time. Uh, that was a, that was a real blessing. And I think my motivation for that is doing and going through the door that got open for me and using the gifts that I think he's, he's allowed me to have and, you know, get to work with people like you and, and hopefully even get to be a light in a lot of places where maybe the, the mission isn't the same as what it is at friends. And, and even where it is, you know, folks still like to be encouraged. I think we all need to be encouraged and lifted up and, and, other people know that, hey, there's somebody else out there who, you know, is in the sports world, but still knows Jesus, still loves Jesus, and still is doing the best he can, you know, through ups and downs to, to try to live out this walk. That's excellent. Yeah. And, and Joey, I hear where you're coming from, because that's kind of the way I've been throughout my career. You know, growing up, my dad's a, my dad is still a pastor. And, and Morgan and I have talked about this. Growing up, I never felt a lot of people when I was a kid, when I was younger, thought I would just go into ministry like him and be a pastor and, and stuff. And I never, I can honestly say I never really felt that calling. But I did feel a calling, though, to, to be a witness, to share Christ. And, and, but it was always through sports for me. It was always, a, mm -hmm. that was always going to be the basis for me. And I really felt like that was where I was geared to do. And I think you're right. We, if everybody was pastors, if everybody was worship leaders, Sunday school teachers, if everybody did that, which that's all great, we all have that. But if everybody did that, then who is going to be the light around the world and in different types of genres like you and I are doing and, and stuff? And I think that's very important to really bring it out into sports. And we can, we can reach people that some people really just they can't do because they don't have that, that outreach. So I think that God puts everybody – in the spot where he wants them. And it's just got to be spread out across the country. And I think that's kind of where, where we go. I think that's really good. Um, your coverage is multifaceted as everybody can see that follows you. What part though that you do, and maybe it's, maybe this is kind of a two part answer, but what part do you do that you enjoy the most? Well, I, I, you know what I really, um, I like the broadcasting part of it. I really do. I mean, I, I found that, sorry, my earphone went away. I found that, uh, I enjoy writing which I, I had done for a long, long time, even back in high school. And, and uh, I remember I didn't like to be critiqued on my writing. <laughs> you know, if I turned something in, I was proud of it. Don't give me an A or a B or a C on that. Let me just be proud of my writing. But, you know, people are going to do that anyway. And by the way, if you put something out there on the Internet, everyone's going to critique it. Welcome to social media and, and uh, 2020 and the Internet. So it didn't matter whether or not I got a grade on it. Someone's going to critique it. But I really enjoy being there and being a part. I, I like getting to visit with people. I found these, these interviews have been so much fun. But, man, I still like doing play-by-play -play in color for a live broadcast. I coached high school basketball for a number of years along the way when I was pastoring and youth pastoring. And there is a rush to being on the sideline. And I absolutely love that of, of being there and being a part of the game. But I also like the fact that, uh, you know, when I broadcast at the end of the game – man, I'm going to sleep tonight. When, if we won, that's great. I don't have to look ahead to the next game. If we lost, it wasn't my fault. 
and I don't have to stay up all night wondering what I could have done differently. So uh, I, I kind of like that. Now, granted, lots of people don't realize, you know, I think broadcast, if you, if you just watch a game on TV, when it's over, you flip the channel or you turn the thing off. If you're broadcasting a game, especially if I came to, you know, Wichita from where I am, then I have to take down all my equipment and put it all up and uh, maybe get a bite to eat and then drive the five hours back to my house and possibly get there at three in the morning. So, you know, it has its ups and downs, but, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the broadcasting side of it. All right. Well, you kind of opened the door for us a little bit talking about your OSU connection, being an OSU alum. They're right now, we're going we're gonna to talk about them a little bit. They're right now in first place in the Big 12 with Iowa State. They got a big game coming up. Joy, this year is – we knew it was going to be different from the start for all of college football, whether it's NCAA, you know, Division II, NAIA, whatever level, NFL, whatever level you're at. We knew it was going to be different. But OSU been undefeated. Is this the year they break through the Big 12? Oklahoma's down a little bit. Um, what do you think? Is, it, is this the year they break through when the Big 12 and possibly get match to the playoff? Okay, well, I'll start this with a joke. You know, we, um, we're – 2020 is what it is, but we're in the fourth quarter. If 2020 was a game, we're in the fourth quarter. And uh, the only thing about that, you just have to hope you're, you're not the Oklahoma Sooners and have a 14-point lead because, uh, obviously, the, the Sooners at this point in time can't hold a lead going into, uh, you know, when they're 15 minutes left on the clock, it's, it's not over. Unless it's um, Texas, I, I'm, we're going to hang our hat on that. Well, <laughs> hey, listen, we will, but it took four overtimes to get there. Yeah, the, it, field goal on top of that. So, you know, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think this could be the year. I think all the pieces are in place. I was actually, you know, in, as a student in 2011-2012, the, the last time that, that, that OSU really, I think, had the opportunity to do it. And you want to talk about a missed field goal that I don't think was. And it was at Iowa State. And it was on a Friday night, and that was the only loss that OSU had. And uh, I really – and they shouldn't have played that game anyway on that Friday night because that was the night that, uh, that the plane crash happened and the, and the four uh, OSU folks unfortunately died in that plane crash. I mean, there were so many things wrong with that. And then Alabama squeaked through on percentages to get into the national championship game when o Oklahoma State probably should have been in there. Right. But I'm not bitter. At all about that, you know, you can't tell that I remember, you know, eight and nine years later from all that. Uh, no, the pieces are in place. And if, you know, if you, you get some more stability, if, if uh, the quarterback situation hangs on and you're able to, you know, we're able to possibly get Sanders back, we'll see. Uh, Wallace is a fantastic receiver. There are lots of other receivers. And my goodness, uh, Hubbard can just run all day. You know, the defense has done its job. In any time, though, Iowa State's involved in anything, even if it's at Stillwater, I'm still concerned. So, uh, you know, get me through this weekend, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit more. But I, I do like the fact that OSU is the only undefeated team overall. Still a couple of teams, you know, without blemishes in conference play. This could be the year because 2020. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what I that's, – that's, that was kind of my premise. That's what I was thinking is because, uh, you know, going in here, we knew OSU was, was really strong offensively with Chuba Hubbard back, Tylen Wallace. We knew they were really tough. Spencer Sanders, we knew. The defense has played really well, though, as you said this year. If that continues, they're probably the most complete team in the Big 12 because Texas is still Texas. We, they keep yeah. saying, they, we, people keep saying they're back. I mean, they're not back yet. No. Uh, Oklahoma breaking a redshirt freshman quarterback who is a lot of potential, but obviously they've yeah. lost twice already, so they're a little bit down where they've been. This, to me, OSU is probably the most complete team in the Big 12. And really, undoubtedly, right now, they got the Big 12's best chance to make the playoff, I would think. 
I, I think so too, but you know, you, you just have to, you can't take anything for granted. Obviously you don't want to take an Iowa state team, team for granted that that has potential as well. And when Bedlam comes around, it's, it's what it is. And OU has had OSU's number forever uh, since the dawn of time, I think. So, you know, it's, just one of those things that you just can't take anything for granted. But if they'll play week by week and not get distracted, and, and that's the key, and I'm sure everyone, you know, that's a sports uh, fan and, and watches a team and follows, you can't get distracted. You have to play it week by week. I think the potential's there. And why not? Seriously, yeah. why not? I mean, you know, everybody's had their ups and downs this year. And there are some, some teams that, that folks thought were going to be fantastic. Clemson is. Still probably the team to beat. Alabama is still probably – well, they are. They're Alabama. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't matter who they're playing. So why not get the Big 12 another team in that's undefeated and, and can get the job done? All right. It's going to be interesting for sure. Joey, thank you for joining us this morning. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And we're going to get you down to Wichita at some point too. So I, I, I'm really <laughs> glad you did this because you <laughs> – when you called me, you talked to Rob. People remember a couple weeks a couple weeks back, you talked to Rob um, on your show, and, and you called me and mentioned being a guest on here, and I thought it was a great idea. And, you know, it kind of crossed a little bit. So I enjoyed it. I appreciate you joining us. Well, listen, Levi, if I can say just a couple things in closing. First off, I think you're fantastic. I love the work that you do. You do your job well. And um, I, I really – not only do I appreciate sports information directors, but some of you guys – that have just been friends of mine over the years, and you for as, as long as just about anyone, uh, I, you do your job well. And, and anyone who reads your work and, and sees the work that you put out has to know that it's, it's absolutely fantastic work. And, and I appreciate getting to read it time and time again. Thank you for letting me repost and, and, uh, and glean some of the things that you've already done the work on. Um, secondly, I just wanted to, to say thank you. And I want to, uh, definitely have you on my show again. Yep. You know, we, we've had, we've had Dr. Rob. Okay. That's, that's fine. He's had his chance. Let's, let's get you on there as well. Uh, and, uh, for anyone else out there, please subscribe. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers for the YouTube channel by the end of 2020. And it is Midwest sports net. If you're looking forward on YouTube, it's Midwest sports net and the little ring, the MW ring behind me has a little blue field behind it. If you're searching for it and you look it up as Midwest Sports, there it is. That's me. Please subscribe. Man, I'd be grateful. Well, I appreciate the kind words, Joy. I, I really – I've loved getting to know you but from really from the start. Um, I always enjoy my interactions with you. It's just always a, a pleasure for me. It's awesome. And I'll, I'll be on your show anytime. And, um, and I know you, you're not probably quite as familiar with my co-host, Morgan. But um, if you watch her podcast, you are. But she is fantastic. I'm telling you, she. Uh, yes, I have, and she's been very quiet. I'm sorry, Morgan, yep. that I took all your time. I apologize. You'll get it back. No, y'all are fine. <laughs> y'all are fine. I was honestly like trying to think of questions, but then I was like, no, I want to let y'all talk. <laughs> I was like, no, y'all talk it out because y'all y'all are the ones that keep wanting to talk. So that's perfectly fine. Okay. Don't worry. I just I I don't want to takeaway it's your show i want to make sure that uh, you're honored in that she's gonna get it back but i'll, I'll tell you now she does awesome okay. she she helps she helps me in every every facet that we have um she and this this podcast is is absolutely at least half of her project she good she does so yeah. well in, in planning for it preparing for it she's uh, she she just does incredible so and she helps with game days um she's gonna be helping with basketball watch out for her too joy because when we start going um basketball season 
she is going to be one of our sideline reporters at halftime and post game. So we'll okay. be seeing her on our, on our live broadcast too. Well, I'll tell you what then, Morgan, let me give you a couple of invitations. All right. Number one, let me invite you to stop by Midwest sports net sometime. We'll have you on the summit sometime. And the second thing is with Midwest sports Saturday, we do get clips from other schools. Once we get Midwest sports Saturday going again, we haven't had one yet this year. Uh, I have not been on the road this year. And I'm really disappointed about that. There were some, some trips I was looking forward to, one of them Wichita included. Um, but uh, I'd love to have some, uh, some prepackaged stuff. So, you know, give me, give me some sideline reports and uh, let Levi send it my way, if that's okay, Levi. Yeah, I will do it. Yeah. All right. All right. And we'll be, we'll be on your show anytime you want, Joy. Just give us the word, when and where. So we'll, All right. we'll be glad to join you. All right. Well, you guys stay warm. All right. Well, we'll try. That's going to be a chore. All right, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, that's Joy McWilliams from MidwestSports.net. Always a pleasure to have him join us. Oh, still cold here, Morgan. I can tell you that. I'm still looking out my window. It's still really cold. So, yeah. So, the sun hasn't even come out for today. It's just cloudy. Yep. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it is. Well, we're like we said earlier, we're in the we're starting to get in the middle of winter here pretty early. So, um, on campus this weekend, no home games tomorrow. We will have men's basketball at home Sunday at 3 p.m. So, I want you to come out and join us. Tickets are available online, friendsathletics.com, or you can download our Super Fan U app, Friends Falcons, and purchase tickets there. 3 p.m. inside the Garvey Center, inside the Garvey Center, Peru State College will be here season opener for the men's basketball Falcons. We have a Falcons coach's corner that's dropping today. Um, coach Del Faber was in that. So be on the lookout for that as well. So again, men's basketball Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. And now. Go basketball. Let's get yep. first official game too. Yep. It's a, yeah. Start, yeah. Start the regular season. Yeah. Getting things going. Let's go, Coach Fabe. Yep, yep, getting it going. See, here's the thing. Like a lot of the time, like a lot of the times, a lot of like, especially like friend students that don't really know anybody on the basketball team. I actually do know people on the basketball team, but I will say this: one of like my favorite people to watch on our basketball team is probably our head coach, Coach Fabe. He. He's just so fun and so awesome to watch, Coach. I enjoy watching him and talking with him all the time. Yeah, last time that we had an interaction was at one of our practices, and he wanted us to play American Pie so bad. So Coach started playing it, and then me and him started having a conversation, and we we were like, and he was like, "Oh, you need you coach. You need a Texas girl." Like, and he was like, "She's right there." And I'm like, "What the heck, Fabe? I'm right here," you know. And he's like, "No, I mean like the six four, six five, like Texas big old girl." You know, I'm like, "That that what that my friend, what you were talking about does not really fully exist anymore." <laughs> One, two, I'm like. Okay, he's just, he's crazy, he's funny. I absolutely love enjoying watching him too, and a lot of students do as well. But uh, So if you don't know anybody on the basketball team, at least go and watch Coach Fabe. He's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, he is. I, I, I enjoy talking to him as well. And, and for this year, for you, you're going to get an up close and kind of VIP view of Coach Faber because you're going to be right next to him on the bench. So uh, on the, at the press row table. So uh, you're going to get to hear him and hear him coach and watch him in action more than you ever have before. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's just a lot of fun. I enjoy watching him coach. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's probably yeah. my favorite. Uh, Cross country, they're supposed to be running. Do we have an update on where they're running at yet? Or is that still even happening because of the weather? That's that's to be determined. That's to be determined. We'll have if and when it happens, we'll have coverage of it. But yeah, that's uh, that. Ever seems like all the schedules we have is kind of up in the air right now. But uh, we know for sure men's basketball is home Sunday at three o'clock. We do know that. So everybody, kind of keep that in mind. Good. Let's keep them going. So oh, you want to move on to some NFL picks? No, we got to talk about one important thing that's going on is probably one of the most important games going on or at least series that's going on right now even if you are not a baseball fan okay i got you i, 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 I was wondering where he's going with this so. series. come on mr levi i was this wondering where you were going with the, this like important it, no it is like you got the Sorry. super bowl you got the nba championship we have the world series and sadly my Astros did not luck out this time, but we were we almost made history again, which was pretty awesome. But I am I'm very happy that Tampa, at least it was to Tampa Bay, you know, because they're a phenomenal team. Charlie Morton just was outstanding pitcher, and especially against us. I mean, he was he was one of us, and yeah. he helped us get to the World Series last year. Yeah, so that was kind of upsetting. Seven. He actually won Game yeah. Seven in two thousand. Yeah, and then he beat you in Game Seven this year, the ALCS. So see, I was wondering yeah, I didn't know where you were going. I was, was I was going to let you slip by since the Astros lost, but if since you brought it up, we're going to talk about it, and, and it is Game Three of the World Series. I still want to talk about it. Tampa Bay Rays, Los Angeles Dodgers. Game One, the Dodgers won eight to three. It looked like it might not be as close of a series as what we anticipated. The Rays bounced back big though in Game Two, won six to four. So we have a one-one series. With game three tonight, uh, Global Life Field, Arlington, Texas. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Rays, uh, they got it. I mean, they're right there. Charlie Morton pitching tonight uh, versus Julio Urias for the Dodgers. They're very stacked pitching wise. And then they're hitting wise. They're actually obviously really good hitting wise. They hit two home runs on us, and one was a two run home run. So, I'm like, you've got kidding me. And obviously, multiple more before that, but at least in game seven of that one. So, they're a pretty well-stacked team. I'd say probably most stacked in pitching-wise. Like, their bullpen, absolutely amazing all the way around. Yeah, the Rays' bullpen is the best in the league. I'm kind of yeah, I was like, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers' offense uh, is the best in the league. Their, their lineup goes one through nine. But the Rays' pitching and bullpen, they hope, can kind of counter it. And But to get here, you're right. The Astros did make history, actually. They did make history coming back to force the game seven. Only the second team to do that since 2004. Only the, the first team since 2004 to do that. Only the second team in history to do that. So that's a big deal. But the Rays are here. Dodgers and Rays game three tonight. Pivotal game three. We'll see who takes the, who takes the lead in the series. I will say this much. Yeah. And I will say this much, too. I never in a million years thought I would be 
sitting here on my couch watching the World Series game and saying, let's go Tampa Bay. Yes. Yeah. No lie, never a million years thought I'd ever hear that. <laughs> you know, I like – Come out. But I'm, I'm proud of both teams. Both teams are equally great. I think that they're very well matched up. Uh, but still a little salty with the Dodgers. Yeah, which, got a little rivalry for Astros. See, I like both teams because I, I, you have to like Tampa Bay. They're kind of the small market, you know, underdog story that you have that, that's really good on a, on a low budget. And, and, they, and they play the game, and, you know, pitching and defense is their, is their forte, so they're fun to watch. Um, I, I like the Dodgers, too, because coming from Oklahoma City, we, the Dodgers' AAA team is in Oklahoma City. So we saw a lot of their mm-hmm. uh, young players come up through the system, including Corey Seager. Um, I actually used to work with yeah. the Oklahoma City Dodgers before we moved up here. Um, did stats for their um, scoreboard, their Jumbotron. So um, that was fun. And so I, I have a fond spot with the Dodgers. But I like the race, too. This is one series. In fact, my dad texted me the night. He said, who are you rooting for? You for the Dodgers? I said, yeah, pretty much. But I said, I like both teams. It's weird. It's weird for me having, not having a team in the World Series I actually despise. You know, it, it's weird not having – usually yeah. it's clear cut who I root for. It's clear cut. This time it's, it's really not. I mean, I, I could be happy for the team that wins it. And I feel like that's kind of like a mutual thing for a lot of fans this year, more than likely. I mean, outside of actual legit Dodgers fans and then outside of legit Tampa Bay fans, like it's kind of a toss up in the air. Like, I mean, ours is mainly the rivalry, but I don't like the Dodgers, but I definitely have respect for the Dodgers until they threw at Bregman. But still, um, a little bit of respect. I have a little respect for them, at least. Like, baseball-wise, I respect them. Actual playing-wise, I do respect them. But I just still don't, don't like them. Well, it's kind of like me in 2016. <laughs> and then Tampa Bay, like, I – In 2016, the Cubs was in the World Series. And, and for me, that, that was hard to watch. That, that was uh, – I bet. <laughs> that, that was hard to yeah. watch. They, they ended their um, – their curse, the, the Billy Goat, the curse of the Billy Goat. Um, that that was not fun for a Cardinals fan. So I get it. Um, but this year I don't – I can actually watch the World Series and enjoy it and not really have to worry about who went. I mean, I'm not going to be too mad about who wins. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not always the case. It's usually not the case. But uh, – and, and it goes both ways. It, it's either a team that I despise that I'm really kind of root, rooting against or if the Cardinals run, I'm so emotionally invested in it that I don't – you know, it's hard to say. You want your team in the World Series. You want your team in the Super Bowl, in the NBA Finals. But when your team is in it, you're more emotional. And it's – I don't know that you enjoy it as much. Because yeah. <laughs> you're so on the edge of your seat. It, I it's will so say that hard to enjoy. It's, it really is kind of hard to enjoy. And that's for anything because you're just like, oh, my gosh. And you're just so stressed out the whole entire time. And it's like – Okay, guys, like, let's go. I would say game seven, I was probably the most stressed out. My dad was here. We started actually having, like, whenever we got our two runs in, my dad was, like, in the back bedroom and, like, taking a shower. My mom was in the kitchen. I was standing behind the couch, and we're like, don't move. Nobody move. Because <laughs> something we did is working now. And, like, and then my dad came out. We ended up losing. We blame my dad for it. Uh, but, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, 
yeah, I still blame him for it. I'm like, Dad, why don't you stay? We told you to stay. And he's like, I don't believe in that. And we're like, now do you believe in it? Like, it was, it's, it was just funny. But, yeah, I agree with you. No matter what sport it is, no matter what championship it is or whatever, it's very uh, nerve-wracking and it's very stressful whenever you're in the finals. But if you're not in the finals, you're just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know? what it is. And, and, it, and game seven did come down the wire. You were down 4 nothing. You come back. I believe yeah. it was Correa that had a two-run single, make it 4-2. to two. And you had in the ninth inning, no, you had the tying run at the plate in the ninth. Yes, yes. we yes. did. And it was just like one swing of that would have tied the game and it had been a whole new ball game. And he flied out in the, the World Series. I will say this much. Tampa Bay getting a home run off of one our top one of our top pitchers, first inning out. Pulling nine yards. I think he was like the third batter. Uh, he was like the third or fourth batter. I don't remember. And ended up getting like a two-run home run. That changed the whole demeanor of the game for the Astros. And you you know, like that was – that was a big demeanor. Respect for it. It is what it is, but still – a little upset about that one. I feel like we would have had a whole new ball game if that wouldn't have happened. Oh, for sure. At least not in the first inning. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. If it happened, like, the second or third inning, okay. Probably third is preferred, but, like, okay, that's a little different. First inning out, though, that was rough to watch. <laughs> I will yeah. say that. That was very, very <laughs> rough to watch. That, that 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 was tough. That that was tough. But it it turns out. I mean, you to put to put a bow on it. The Astros did come a long way. They were under five hundred for the regular season. Um, they wouldn't even made the playoffs if not for the expanded playoffs. But they did make the playoffs. They fought all the way to the ALCS. Um, it, it it was a good run for them. It was a good run, no doubt. Really good run. Both teams. I'm happy about who's in the World Series right now. Still a little more towards Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. But, I mean, both teams are going to be great. Both teams are equally matched. I think that this is going to be actually a fairly good World Series, especially since Tampa Bay did come back and end up with a win last night. I think that they're they're going to give the Dodgers a run for their money for sure. Two, two best teams, the best teams, the two teams with the best records in the majors. It don't always happen in the World Series. It happened this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this definitely has the feel of a six or seven game series. But who knows? I mean, a, a pitcher can get hot, a batter can get hot and carry the way on either side, and it could end in five games. So we'll see. But I think this has the makings of a, of a long series. Yeah. So now you're ready to go on this NFL pick. So. Let's go on in. NFL now. All right, we got it in. We we got yep. the World Series in. I, we, got, we, we put a cap on the Astros season. So you ready to do some NFL picks mm-hmm. now? Some NFL picks. Let's go. I know that we both got the first one right, which was Tennessee. We did. Tennessee and Houston. Yeah, I know we both got that one. We did. That went overtime. Now that could have went either way. That did. I thought the Texans were going to have it for a little bit, which I was excited about because, I mean, back home and my grandma. 
huge, huge, huge Texans fan. So she was screaming and hollering throughout the whole entire game. It was insane. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, because lucky enough, my grandma was perfectly comfortable with me coming over and I was really glad. I still had to stay kind of away, but I was really glad that I was able to go over there and see her and my uncle and my grandpa because I haven't seen them in months and it just felt really nice to be able to go see them too. So listening to her hoop and holler and yell at rest because she's like, he was out of bounds. Oh, it was, it was insane. It was a lot of fun though. Yeah. See, emotionally invested. See how we, see how it goes. <laughs> the thing is that like, she's always emotionally invested in everything that they do. Like every single game of the Texans uh, ever since, J.J. Watt came to the Texans. Oh, my gosh. Like, my, my grandma thinks that J.J. Watt really, like, her son. Yeah. Just got, like, taken away from her, you know? She still claims my uncle, but she's just like, yeah, J.J. Watt is, like, my son. He was taking, like, something happened, you know? Yeah, I like how you say it. it he, he still claims your uncle. That's good because some people in Houston might not even do that. They might just totally let JJ Watt replace everything. So, yeah, pretty much. But we had Cincinnati and Indiana next. Cincinnati and Indianapolis. All right, the Colts won that one. Yeah. I went with the Colts too, right? No. No, you went with the Colts. I went with Cincinnati. That was it. I'm thinking okay. of a different one. The Colts won that one. Yeah, yeah, I thought you did go with Cincinnati. You went with the upset on that one. You went with the upset several times. It was a close game. Yeah, yep. Okay, closer. All right, uh, then we have. I know I picked the Vikings over the Atlanta. I'm pretty I picked sure. the Vikings as well. I think we both did. Yeah, yeah, we both missed that one. <laughs> we both missed that one. Yeah. Then we both picked New England. And missed that one too. Oh. Dang, we are not on a roll today. Then we both picked the Giants. Please tell me the Giants at least won. Giants. The Giants at least won. <laughs> it gets worse for me as it goes on, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we had Philadelphia and Baltimore. You picked Philadelphia in that one. You picked Philadelphia over Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore won. Oh. Yeah. I knew, no, I knew I picked Philadelphia and you picked Baltimore, but I was like, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm almost upset. And then we had Pitt and the Browns. Pittsburgh and the Browns. Yep, Pittsburgh won that one big, 38-7. And did I, pick Cleveland? did I pick Cleveland? No. Yes, you did. No, I went with Baker Mayfield. I'm going to have to stop doing that ever, uh, a lot. But I didn't work the week before. Um, it did not work this week. Yeah. Chicago at Carolina? No. <laughs> yes. Carolina, and the Bears won that one, 23-16. Oh. We both lost that one? Did we both pick Carolina? No. Yeah. All right, the Bears won. Yeah, we both lost it. Mm -hmm. Detroit at Carolina Jacksonville. Yeah, Detroit at Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit we won 34-16. Did we both pick Detroit? No. Yeah, we both picked Detroit. All right, we both won that one. You, and then we had Miami. And the Jets. So. I don't remember who they played. And the Jets. Miami yeah. won twenty-four nothing with the Jets. So. 
Dang, we both got that one then. Yeah. We had Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think you picked Green Bay, didn't you? No. I picked Green Bay. Tampa Bay won 38 to 10. I believe I picked Tampa Bay. No. Yeah, you picked Tampa Bay. I think you beat me again this week, Mr. Levi. I may have, but it's, it's kind of like when we get to the next, when we get to the last one, it's kind of like winning the battle but losing the war. All right, so yeah. Rams and 49ers. They both picked the Rams. 49ers upset them 24 to 16. Seriously? Wow. We were just, yeah. Then we have Buffalo versus Kansas City. I know that Kansas City already won. Kansas City won 26 17. I picked Kansas City. Did you pick Buffalo? No. I picked Buffalo because they were freaking winning. Yeah, so I won. All right, so I won that one. All right, so I, I did win the picks, but I know I won this one. I did win the picks, but this last game, I, I, it's like winning the battle, but losing the war. It really doesn't feel like a win. Cowboys lost thirty-eight to ten to the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, so I, I don't feel like a winner. Today. <laughs> I don't feel like a winner today after that. But that was fun. It wasn't fun for all of us. It was fun for some of us. <laughs> Not all of us. <laughs> it was it was some of us even kind of quit paying attention to it. So uh yeah, uh, it, it was yeah. not fun for all of us. Thirty-eight to ten, the Cardinals win. So, um, yeah, no, not no, not good. No. Cowboys offensive line was already injured. Their top offensive lineman Zach Martin got injured in the first quarter, so that means their entire offensive line was out. Uh, we already knew Dak Prescott was out, so the Cowboys was a little bit undermanned, and it it showed. It it showed, it showed quite a bit. So Cardinals is trying to hold his own, but it's just not working out for him right now. Yeah, uh, it better work out better he was Sunday. Trying to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some changes He's coming. He's doing Sunday. some big. Cardinals are a good team this year, though. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from them. They they are a good team. They're four and two now. They got they got shot to make the playoffs, but the Cowboys, uh. It wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be getting texts from everybody and 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 stuff like my family. Oh yeah, Luke's winning. You guys, what's he doing now? I didn't get that. So it was a little smoother ride than what I thought it was going to be. But it's still, I Let's go. I don't. All right, more. I don't feel like a winner today. Really, it feels like a draw to be honest. It feels. <laughs> it feels I'll like. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the dubs. Technically, yes, I want to pick. But for some reason, that game feels like it should count for five. <laughs> like that one loss feels really, really bad right now. So, uh, I think I, I will take that because if I get five, then I beat you. So, I mean, hey. it feels like it does morale. It really feels like it does. Now, I'm not going to take it away, but it feels like it should. So, I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm telling you, I don't feel like a winner right now. <laughs> I don't feel like a winner. I, I feel like it's. I don't know. It feels like that game should actually count for more. In fact, to be totally honest, I would I would have traded all the other wins for that one win. If you're gonna be totally honest, I would have traded all of them. I mean, I would have let you win easily if that just won that one game or not right. So I so I told you as we go on, I said that last game is not gonna feel very good. So I guess I gotta have something. I gotta have something. But that doesn't feel like it. All right, on to this week. Let's move on. 
All right, Eagles won last night, 22 to 21 of the New York Giants. So that game went down the wire. Giants led 21 to 10. No. Eagles come back and won 22-21. The only silver lining for the Cowboys is they play in the NFC East. And after watching mm -hmm. last night's game and the whole year, really, in the East, they, anyone can win the NFC East. Everybody is still yeah. in the ballgame. In fact, the Cowboys were in first place last night going into last night's game, miraculously. So uh, mm -hmm. that division is, is up for grabs. Um, first game that we're going to pick, Detroit at Atlanta. That game is a little bit tricky to pick. Atlanta's actually a favorite, two and a half point at home. But Detroit's been playing pretty well. They won last last week on the road, albeit at Jacksonville, 34 to 16. But Atlanta's, Atlanta's a little hit and miss. You don't know what they're going to bring. They're one and five. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I really don't know on this one. Atlanta at home. So, I feel like Atlanta will try and get the job done. I think I'm going to go with Atlanta this time. I'm going like, with Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta. Too. Like, I think this will be a game to watch. The thing with the Falcons is they're on. They're on the. I mean, they've been in every game, but. Uh, They've only won once, and they won. That was last week at Jack at um, at Minnesota, but they didn't win big. So well, their offense is good. They keep them in games. Detroit, a little spotty. Detroit two and three. Both of Detroit's wins have come on the road. They won at Arizona. They won last week at Jacksonville. So mm -hmm. that game, I, I have a feeling that game can go either way. But I think I think I'm gonna go Atlanta. Yeah. All right, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Browns four and two, Bengals one four and one. Browns are coming off a really bad loss at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is really good. But no. yeah. but I think I'm going to give it still to Cleveland just because I think that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that's like what happened with Kansas City. They came off of a really big loss and ended up coming back and blowing Buffalo not necessarily out of the water, but yes, out of the water-ish, you know? So, I mean, I think I'm going to give it to um, – I think I'm going to give it to Cleveland because Cincinnati just – I don't know. They I'm, have not been good for me in my pickup, so I'm done picking them. <laughs> you're going to take a break from Cincinnati. I'm going Cleveland, too. And, and, this take is the right, and I literally just talked – I literally just talked about how I picked Baker Mayfield at Pittsburgh, and it didn't work out. It did work out the week before. But it didn't work out last week. I'm going back with yeah. Cleveland. It's not so much. It's not so much just. Oh, I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield with these OU. Um, oh, I do that sometimes. But I think Cleveland's a better team than Cincinnati. Um, I think the Browns bounce back, and get a win Sunday. Yeah. All right, Carolina at New Orleans. I'm going the Saints at home. Michael Thomas is supposed to be back. That's a game New Orleans yeah. should win. Carolina's coming off a tough loss. I'm going Saints at home. You know what? We got to go different eventually, so I'm going to go with Carolina. You're picking an upset. Okay. Carolina, until last week, they've been doing it for me. Until last week, they've been doing good for me. They did. But, I don't know. It's a tough one this week, though. No. 
But the Saints have. I, I will say that this have been inconsistent. The Saints yeah. have been inconsistent, but I think they're getting Michael I back. I think. Well, I've said that a couple of times, and he hasn't played. I need him to play for my fantasy team, but uh, we'll see if he plays. If he doesn't play, then I think it's even a bigger toss-up yeah. than it looks like. Um, Buffalo at the yeah. Jets. This is easy for me. Buffalo bounces back. Jets are winless. They have not. Not only is the Jets winless, they look really yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Buffalo too. That I don't know what's up with the Jets right now. They're just not doing it. They don't have a lot of talent. They're not wrong. well coached. But they're not. They not have anything going for them right now. No, no and it's sad. It's sad to see. All right, Dallas at Washington. No, I am not picking this as a homer. No, although I do make homer picks, and sometimes it costs me. I do think Dallas finds a way to get it done. Washington is on a five-game losing streak. Dallas is favored in this game. If nothing else, the NFC East gives you a chance to win. So and I think Dallas, with a full, yeah. with another week for Andy Dalton to prepare, um, I think Dallas squeaks by on Sunday. I think I'm going to give it to Washington. Just because I feel like this is going to be a lot closer of a game than what we're thinking. It's going to be close. You know? I don't think Dallas's defense is going to pull anybody out. But I think their offense bounces yeah, back. I, was, I, feel like... I think yeah. it's a 24-21 type game. Yeah. All right, Green Bay at Houston. Does Green Bay bounce back or does your home mm. team, hometown team find a way to win? I think I'm going to actually give it to Houston because they were clicking really – really well even in the Tennessee game it was just a coaching error on that one or else they would have beat Tennessee at Tennessee which I thought was actually kind of amazing because I hardcore thought Tennessee was going to blow us out but no they didn't like it actually ended up being obviously went into overtime and before even we went into overtime like it was like Houston had it they had it and then because Coach got greedy and wanted to go all the way, all or nothing, which we were still up by by a touchdown and a field light. You know, like, we, we were close enough. But, yeah, so I actually think I'm going to give it to Houston. And they're at home. They're in their comfort zone. I think that this is going to be a win for them. And in case people don't know exactly that the, the situation that happened last week, Houston was up by seven when they scored. They could have kicked the X point to go up by eight. They chose to go for two to make it a nine-point game, which yeah. would have essentially iced the game. They don't get the two-point mm-hmm. conversion, so then Tennessee comes back down and scores a touchdown to tie it, and they win it in overtime, 42-36. to 36. I like the aggressiveness to go for the win there because the way Tennessee is moving the ball, chances are they were going to score a touchdown anyway. The only problem with that, though, is it's harder to keep it. It's easier to keep a team from scoring a two-point conversion, obviously an extra point. So if they just kicked an extra point, they would have at least made them go for two to tie it. And maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But yeah, don't that's just to tie it. it. Yeah, I don't think you can fault. Like that it. was literally just to tie it. it. It was a risky move. It was a risky move, and it didn't pay off. That's for sure. It didn't pay off. Yeah. So no, it didn't work for that Houston. Was didn't work for Houston. Surprising or not, I'm going Houston too. I'm bound, I'm counting really? on Houston. yeah, I'm counting on Houston to continue their 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 
I don't want to say hot plate, but Deshaun Watson seems to have found the connection with Brandon Cook. So, and and the Houston mm -hmm. does have some receivers. I think they're finally clicking. So, and I think, and I again, it could go either way. Houston could be deflated from that near upset at Tennessee and now really play poorly and lose. But I'm also cutting on the fact Green Bay looked really bad at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay took them to the woodshed, 38 to 10. In a way, Green Bay hasn't played all year. Tampa Bay really won big, and Tampa Bay's clicking now. So I think that's going to linger. Green Bay's a three and a half point fair, but I think Houston pulls the upset at home. I'm going to go Houston. All right, Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. Good matchup here. Tampa Bay seems to have found something, though. Defensively, they are the best defense in the league right yeah. now. And Tom Brady started hooking up with Ron Gronkowski last year, last week. Again, you know, revi re reviving that connection. So if this game was played last week, I'd have probably picked the Raiders at home. But after watching Tampa Bay click yeah. last week against Green Bay, I think Tampa Bay continues their winning streak and gets it done on the road. I'm going Tampa Bay. I think I'm going to go with the Raiders just because, I don't know. I feel like the Raiders have been actually pretty consistent throughout this whole entire year as well. And, I mean, obviously throughout our pick they have been like, anytime you've picked them, they freaking win. Yeah. Well, I'm not so I'm like, dang it. You got a chance. Yeah, and I was like, I think that this is going to be actually a pretty – I think this will be a close game as well. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think either team – If it was last week, I'd have picked the Raiders too. I'd have picked the Raiders too last week. But Tampa Bay just seems to have found something. They're playing at an elite level. And they look like a true yeah. Super Bowl contender right now. So, I'm going Tampa Bay this week. Um, Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City, a nine-and-a-half point favorite. They're rolling again, seems like, after that hiccup mm -hmm. against yeah. the Raiders. So I'm going Kansas City. I think Kansas City just continues to continues to roll. Yeah, I was like, I think I'm going to go Kansas City too because I think that after that one loss, they're kind of like, okay, I think Patrick Mahomes is like, this can't happen again. This isn't happening again. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he likes it. They got upset by the Raiders, but I don't. So think I feel like that's again. San Francisco mm -hmm. at New England. New England, a slight favorite. <sighs> New England looked a little out of sorts last week against Denver, losing 18 to 12. So that's a tough We're one. We're so close. But I don't know. San Francisco, though, is still undermanned somewhat. Raheem Moster is on IR, starting running back. Mm -hmm. I think I'll go New England at home, but I, I don't have any confidence think... in that one. Well, they're at home, right? Yeah. That's, I, I went to England at home. I don't have much confidence in that pick, though. I don't know. I'm going to go with San Francisco. I'm going to go with 49ers. Yeah, I don't have any Just confidence. I don't know. Favorite, Just... but I don't have much confidence. So. I was like, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. So. Jacksonville at the Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville 1-5. and five. They are not playing well at all. Chargers are actually 1-4, and four, but they've been in yeah. some close games. They almost upset New Orleans. Uh, I'm a, I'm in that football a couple weeks back. Rookie quarterback Justin Herbert playing really well for the Chargers at home. I I don't see much like Jacksonville goes on the road and wins. I'm gonna go with Chargers. Yeah, I was gonna go with Chargers as well. All right, both up the Chargers. All right, game moved to Monday Night Football. Seattle at Arizona. 
a big game in the, in the NFC West. Seattle undefeated, 5-0. and The Cardinals, 4-2. and This is a chance for the Cardinals at home to make a statement that they are, for real, legit contenders in the NFC. Seattle's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So. I was going to go with Seattle. Just, I don't know. I feel like they just, I mean, I get it that Arizona's at home, but I don't know. I just feel like Seattle is still, like, their record, one, is a little bit better, and two, I just feel, I don't know. I just feel like Seattle's always been fairly consistent as well, like, with just everything that they do. Seattle's a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. They're 5-0. and Logic tells you to go Seattle. Still, yeah, I think logic tells you to go Seattle. They have Russell Wilson. They have yeah. Matt Cavins emerged as a true number one wide receiver. Tyler Lockett already is number one wide receiver. Seattle's running game was always good. Their defense is solid. I guess this is my upset of the week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals at home. I think Kyler Murray, Arizona and Seattle always seem to split in the regular season. But usually it's Arizona going to Seattle to win. But, I mean, that, this is a rivalry that goes back. This is a tough game. I think this is the first game Seattle loses. Maybe not. But I think logic tells you to pick Seattle. But mm-hmm. uh, Cardinals at home, I think this is I think this is their coming out game on national TV, NBC. I, yeah. think, I think Arizona gets the W, but I, I don't know. Logic tells you to pick Seattle, but it's a rivalry game. The Cardinals are young, up and coming. I think they find a way to get it done. But we'll see. That's going to be a good game to watch. All right. Chicago Rams, Monday Night Football. Rams surprisingly are a six-point favorite. That surprised me a little bit. Bears are five and one. They're coming off a road win. Nick Foles playing pretty well, good enough quarterback at least. The Bears defense is one of the best in the league. That that to me going in, I thought was close to a pick. I get the Rams being a slight favorite at home, but six points is a lot of points. Um, if we were going against the spread, which we're not, I would definitely pick the Bears because I don't think it's a six-point game. Um, I'm going to go – oh, gosh. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, Rams did just come off of a loss. They are at home, though, and they're usually a lot better at home. I don't know. This is tough. Because the Bears are actually really good at away, too. So, this is this is a tough one, I feel like. Um I, feel, I would agree with you. I don't think that they should be projected that high. I mean, they should be protected. I could see a slight difference. I agree with you on that, though. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a lot closer of a matchup than people are thinking. The Bears' defense uh, <sighs> really, really solid. I, I Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. you go with the Bears? No. Go with Chicago. Yep. What was an upset? But I don't think that's a big upset. I don't think six points is a – I don't think six points – I don't think it should be a six-point favorite. I really don't. Um, oh, goodness. It comes down to, for me, if the Bears' defensive line can control the game. If they can yeah. control the line of scrimmage, I think the Bears have a great shot to win it. The Rams' offense is better. The Rams have – Higher end talent on that side of the ball with Jared Goff at quarterback. Rob Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are both having great seasons at wide receiver. The Rams have a running back by committee. And the Rams defense is actually pretty good too. Oh goodness. So I, I'm gonna go with the Bears too. 
I think the Bears defensive line gives golf a lot of problems. I do, but again, if they don't control the line of scrimmage, if, if golf has time to throw, then the Rams are going to win. So that's something to watch out for. If Jared Goff has time to throw, if the Rams offensive line protects him, I think the Rams have too much offense for the Bears to keep up. But I think the Bears will get some pressure. I think they'll muck up the game a little bit. I think it's going to be kind of a 21-17 type game. But if it gets higher than that, I think the Rams win. I'm going to go with the Bears. All right, our game of the week, our Talking with Friends game of the week is Pittsburgh at Tennessee. We put this on a vote on social media, and it was really, really close. Well, it was close one way. On Twitter, on Twitter, it's a dead heat 50-50. No. Really? On Instagram, Dang. Pittsburgh has 60% of the vote, and Tennessee has 40%. So, so 60-40 Pittsburgh on Instagram, 50-50 on Twitter. I honestly think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to go with the Instagram crowd and go with Pittsburgh. I don't know. I just feel like they're they're pretty solid. And considering that Tennessee almost had a close had a close win and had going to overtime with Houston, and I don't know. I feel like they're they're obviously clicking, but they're not clicking fully, but at the same time, I'm not really 100% sure. I think, but I think I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh. I think, like, they'll get it done. Well, to break down the game, Tennessee is coming off a great win. Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill quarterback, Derek Henry running back, is a great duo for the Titans. They are, they were in the AFC Championship game last year, and they're proving, at the very least, they're proving this year that was not a fluke. They went and upset Baltimore last year, who were the top seed in the AFC. Um, they gave Kansas City all they wanted for about three quarters in the AFC Championship game before losing. And they've, they've come out 5-0 and all this year. They have had some close calls. They started out on their season over Monday Night Football. Um, they had a really close call at Denver that they pulled out. As you said, last week, they really easily could have lost to Houston at home, but they found a way to win in overtime. So, no. but Tennessee's, Tennessee's clicking. Pittsburgh last week, though, Pittsburgh looked like a – they looked like the best team in football last week, honestly, if you watch the game. They looked like the best team in football. Went in 38-7 over a Cleveland team that was 4-1 coming in. Um, yeah. Their defense is it, – it brought back memories, and it was before my time and also before your time too, but – it brought back memories. If you look back at the old footage, the old football um, archives, it brought back memories of the steel curtain. Pittsburgh used to have a defense that was so good, they call it the steel curtain. Mm-hmm. And my, dad, son, he can tell you, my dad can tell you about that. That was kind of his uh, era when he when he was watching. But um, I remember learning about it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it brought back – it conjured up memories of that. Um, and Pittsburgh seems to be healthy on offense – Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool is emerging as a true number one wide receiver. Ben Roethlisberger is, is clicking. Is he as good as he once was three or four years ago? Maybe not, but he's been good enough. And to get to get his weapons the ball, James Conner is having a really good season at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Pittsburgh has a lot of weapons. I think Pittsburgh is the better team going into this. It is at Tennessee. But home field advantage does not mean as much this year as it meant in other years, maybe. So I think Pittsburgh right now, last week they looked like the best team in football. There's three undefeateds in football still yet in the NFL. Two of them facing off here with Tennessee, the other one being Seattle, who I, I picked to lose in an upset. 
I'm going Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's the better team. And right now, at this point, I still think Kansas City is their favorite being defending champions, even though they have lost once. But right now, I would say Pittsburgh is Kansas City's biggest threat to get back to the Super Bowl. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But I think Pittsburgh will be their biggest threat. I think they're the best team in football right now. And I think Pittsburgh wins on Sunday. So be interested to see how that turns out, though. Come on. All right, that's our NFL picks. So we'll see. Hopefully, at least this week, it won't be quite as emotional for me and my house as it was last week. Win or lose. So if I win this week's picks, it'll feel like a win other than just a, a token <laughs> victory. <laughs> so... Okay, now my computer's back. Okay. <laughs> I cut out for a while. Yeah, you're back, though. You're back now better than ever. Love internet. It's <sighs> so, great day to start picking some pickums. Football is coming. We're getting closer to the – no, we still have a while to go, right, before we start getting into, like, playoffs and everything, or is that, like, right around the corner? I feel like that's right around the corner. Well, week six. We're going into week six, so yeah. we're, we're, we're fastly approaching the halfway point. Yeah. Feels like it's going by a lot faster. I think God's trying to tell us something. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> All right. I didn't want to I didn't, I didn't want to lead into something if you if you didn't have one ready. I, so no. I did. I prepared it really early this morning. So I've yeah. You did, yeah. All good. right. Sounds good. You did fun. get up early then. Told you I did. You got it. You got it. All right, we'll take it. I do have a division. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead and take off with it. So, so our devotion this week, and once again, I get all of my devotionals from a podcast called Big Life. uh, Yeah, it's just called Big Life. Big Life. Big Life podcast. Um, with Pamela Krim. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I would highly recommend that you go and listen to her, especially if you are a female listener. She does pertain to females more. But anyways, I always like to give her a shout out because that's where I get all of my devotions from. But uh, so this week's devotion was this one is from Monday. It's called Journey of a Lifetime. Your journey to the fulfilling and purposeful life you desire will like will like not will likely not sorry (laughs) misread that on accident sorry but will likely not be an easy one or instant one there are going to be challenges that we are going to face there are going to be struggles there are going to be times of rough waters we already know that going into obviously as we grow up things get a little bit harder 
life gets harder. There are more challenges we have to face, but we already know that. But we were made for this. You were made for this because God has given you the strength to rise above and be greater than your challenges, which makes you stronger. You are well-equipped, well-trained, and you are ready. Now, don't give up. That was the biggest part of our devotional is do not give up. Do not lose hope. Do not lose hope in yourself. Do not doubt yourself. Do not doubt the, don't. I know that we, sometimes we have those little tiny doubts in our mind and we ask and we, sh- and we ask God, why did you do this to me? But at the same time, he has a plan for you and you have the strength to rise above that. Second Chronicles. We'll say a diet. Sorry, first thing that comes to my mind. When you're going on a diet, there are certain steps that you have to face, and there are certain challenges that you have to face. But in order for you to obtain that reward and that glory of feeling successful, which to me personally, I feel like you should be successful in your body, but at the same time, if you are not happy, I 100% understand that as well. Trust me, I have gone through that before as well. But at the same time, you have to find your own happiness in order to succeed as well. So whenever you finally do reach your goal, you feel excited, you feel happy, you feel all of these different emotions, and that is the reward. You feel healthier, you feel stronger, you feel all these different things. And that is the reward, and he is rewarding you because you worked for it, and you did not give up on it. What your success requires you to do is to not give up. The devil is constantly trying to make delays in your life. He loves to do that. We all know that because he likes to make our lives harder and our journey so much harder for us. But keep fighting and do not give up. In Proverbs 13, 12, it reads, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you give up on hope, you are sick. You are sickening your heart because you are allowing the enemy to come in. And not that you necessarily want him to, but that's what's happening because you have, he's constantly nagging and nagging and nagging at you, whether it's about your self-worth, whether, or self-worth, whether it's about, okay, I did this, but it didn't work out for me. Like, there's so many different things, like what ifs. I like to call those the what ifs because I have those in my life all the time. I swear there are so many what ifs in my life. And a lot of the times, well, not necessarily now, but whenever I would, especially back in high school and first starting out in college, I had so many what ifs that controlled my life. And I lived not necessarily in fear, but in a constant state of 
worry because I never like to disappoint people. I don't like to upset people. I didn't want to move away. I didn't want to be from my family because I knew I'd hurt my family by moving away. But at the same time, that isn't what happened. And I am super, super blessed with where I'm at and the journey that I have gone on so far. It's still continuing, but that's our journey. And that is so far the success and the reward that I have received is so many blessings with where I'm at. And I love my family so much. And we are going through some really, there are some tough times, but right now we are very blessed with where we are at. And we are go we're going through some pretty smooth waters right at this moment in time, even throughout COVID, even throughout all of the job worries, all of everything, we still have not given up on hope because we do not want a sick heart. But when you give up that hope, you are just sickening your heart and our enemy loves to see us sick. Satan loves to see our hearts sick because that means that he can come in and continually work and work and work and just nag and nag and nag at you. And you don't want that because that is not God's plan. That is not God's plan for you. He wants to cause, or well, Satan, sorry, I should probably rephrase that. Satan wants to cause these delays on our journey to God and our journey to our success, our journey of a lifetime. When you do feel worthless or wanting to give up, don't let him into your heart because you are worth it and we'll get it one day. You are definitely 100% worth everything that you are given because God gave it to you. So you are worth every single part of it. You will, everything will click one day. I guarantee you that. I am actually living proof of everything will click one day. Throughout my journey, I've had a really tough time, especially back in high school, I've had a lot of different things happen to me in my life and then moving away from my family made it even harder. I've had so many injuries with me playing volleyball, but everything is now starting to click as I'm going into my final year here at Friends. Even though, yes, I'm still injured, all of the things that God has planned for me finally was laid out in front of me and everything is starting to click again. We do not give up. If I don't give up, you don't give up because I promise you there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. One like because you have divine appointments with God. That's what we call those. They're divine appointments with God. These are your lights at the end of the tunnel. That is what you are trying to receive. That is the successes in life. all the time if you don't give just a lot done I understand that but if you don't let him in there is the divine people just because, but there are other we talk not sabotage yourself and just because something did not work out one day, you're, it's hard to get up out of bed. I understand that. Trust me. I like to lay in my bed and not do anything. I, I promise you that. I really do. But when that alarm goes off 
don't hit snooze. You press the off button and you get up and you start your day. Just do the next right thing. If you've seen Frozen 2, you will know where that comes from. Whoop, whoop. Sorry, had to throw a little Disney in there. <laughs> but you just have to continue to get up, to wake up. Just sit there and let yourself wallow in, I like to call it pity. I know that's probably not exactly the right phrase, but there is, it's almost like self-pity. You don't want to continually wallow in that because that's also sickening your heart. And that's not because of the devil. That's not because of God. That's because you're choosing to do that. But just because something does not work out in the past does not mean it won't work out now. God says and tells us to get up now and stop focusing on your limitations. We have to focus on your God. Focus on your God who can move mountains. He can literally move mountains, guys. You have to focus on that because you've got what it takes. You just have to believe in that and you have to know that in order for your journey to be fulfilling and purposeful. And we can do that if we just sit there and focus because we believe in Jesus Christ. We know that he was here. We believe in him. We believe in our Father God. And you've got this because he has equipped you to do it. And that's, that's it. Yeah. That was that one. That's awesome. Morgan, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. Hope is, hope is an idea that we can have and it's, it's something that we choose. We, and especially now, but it's really that way. Anytime you can either choose hope or you can choose fear. It's one or the other or, or choosing mm -hmm. one or the other. It's not really, there's not really anything in between. And if you're choosing fear, then, uh, and again, I know a lot of, there's a lot of anxiety out there, a lot of unrest, a lot of uncertainty, and that's normal. As, as long as we're here on earth, that's mm -hmm. going to happen. But when we choose fear, we're not choosing Christ. We're not, we're not choosing what God wants for us. And, and he has a path for us. He has divine appointments for all of us. That's very true. And sometimes we can't see it. We don't see the end of the road, but he does. And, mm -hmm. and one, one, one illustration I always look at, and that's so good, um, is uh, when you're looking at the big picture, it's kind of like when we look through binoculars. If you look through the other end of binoculars, it makes things really small. It actually makes things smaller than what it really is. So it actually impairs your vision. Mm -hmm. But if you turn around and look at it right, the binoculars, it actually enlarges it. And the way that was told is God is looking at our life through the right end of the binoculars. He sees everything up close. We see things the other end. Mm -hmm. We don't really see everything that's yeah. going to happen. We, we're looking the other end. We can't see everything that he sees. So, and he has it all lined out for us if we just stay faithful and and true to him that's 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 good stuff very very good stuff morgan oh, all right good time today right yes this is a lot of fun yeah it always is next week we'll be back <laughs> in our normal habitat on campus but these two weeks have been fun too um it's just it, a little bit of a change but i've enjoyed it it's just the same but uh, you'll be glad to how to do it normal hang next week <laughs> 
I will be so glad to do it normally. I'm tired of Zoom. Yeah. I'm tired of not being on campus. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be like you'll like it better, I think, on campus. One thing I want to point out too to those that those that's watching on our YouTube, um, again, it's gonna be available on Apple and Spotify as well later today. Um, Morgan is wearing a Bennett Strong bracelet. And if you notice that, I know a lot of you don't know. If you don't know, say a prayer for baby Bennett. He is battling a disease right now, but he's he's getting better. He's had some rough turns this week, but um, he's he's fighting it off. He's strong. And we're going to keep praying for him. So everybody, please say a prayer um, for baby Bennett tonight, uh, today, and that he just continues to, yes. continues to get better. Yes. Oh, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. God is still on the throne and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's in charge and, and he's, he's going to take care of baby Bennett. We're going to keep praying and agreeing. Um, the Bible says where two or three more are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. You and I, Morgan, we did that this week, two or more, but now we got our listeners doing it as well. So we're going to have a lot of people in agreement today that, uh, that baby Bennett's going to be just fine through this. So, all right. So again, great show men's basketball Sunday at three o'clock. And how can they interact with us, Morgan? Tell us how they can interact with us. You can always interact with us on any social media app. We usually prefer Twitter or Instagram, but either anything we are also fine with. You can interact with us using the hashtag talking with friends. I repeat, hashtag talking with friends. This is how you can always interact with us. Um, you can interact with us usually live during our podcast. Right now, it's kind of hard, but hopefully next week, everything will be back to normal, and we will be able to come back to you live, and you can always interact with us live. You can interact with us afterwards, and please look out for always our game of the week. We like to have our polls. We like to have everything, and we like to hear and interact with you guys. So uh, just look out for our polls of the week, and – just continue to hopefully, I hope you continue to listen. So, yay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. We'll have a game of the week again next week. So, be on the lookout for that. We'll have a poll up on social media to vote. Mm -hmm. If you're at our games, use our hashtag TalonsUp. We like to see that as well. Take pictures of yourself, and we love to see you, um, how you're rooted. And you can even do it from home. If you're watching our live yeah. stream, use hashtag TalonsUp. Take a picture of you if you're in your Falcon gear or anything like that. Just watching the game. Just let us know how you're, how you're following us, and, and we love to see it. So, all right. Anything to add, Morgan? Uh, nope. That's it. We good? All right. I think it's my turn to yep. pray us out this week. So uh, it is your turn to pray it out. It is my turn. So I'm going to pray us out, and then we will talk to everybody again next Friday. All right. So let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for another opportunity to do what we enjoy doing. We're thankful for this university, this campus, all of our student athletes, coaching and staff. We're thankful for Morgan and what she does for you. We're thankful for Joy McWilliams and his ministry and sports. We're just thankful for all your blessings and for who you are. And that you just continue to guide us and direct us. So, and these uncertain times that we know you're in control, nothing catch you by surprise. Uh, we pray a special blessing for baby Bennett and what he's going through. That you just continue to be with him and his family and his friends, everybody involved in that. You just give him peace through this, uh, peace through the storm. You walk everybody through it. Give, give him peace that passeth all understanding. And just continue to give him a healing touch and, and fight through this and come out better than ever. We ask that you just continue to keep protective hand upon us. Uh, as we go about your business and just allow us to draw us closer to you and bring people closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
All right. So thanks for listening to us and watching us today. We'll be back at you with another Talking with Friends episode next Friday. As Morgan said, we should be live again if everything stays on track next Friday at 1 o'clock. We appreciate you listening and watching this today. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. See you next Friday.